Okay. Yeah, you know, world on world's finest way to damnation amidst the fear and despair of a broken human race. Who is left to sop up the tears post game one? Handkerchief Dynasty. Tell me how shitty you feel right now, or have you just shut down? Have you learned to detach from your emotions so well that they're no, they're somewhere? No, I feel really bad, but I also feel um, a little. Um, what's the word? I mean, this was my biggest fear, right? Is that the Oilers would come out completely flat and show zero playoff intensity. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of mentally prepared for that. And that's exactly what happened. It was one of their worst games of the year. It's been, that was by far the least intense playoff game by a mile that I've seen. Um, they were basically owned by the Jets. Uh, Archibald, whose who's jib I said I admired most in the last podcast podcast episode was to me, probably the best oiler on the ice tonight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Archibald or Pugliarvi were the best oiler on the ice tonight, which is nice, but like actually not that good when you think about it, given the kind of fucking players we have. And just like nobody showed up again. Uh, Guys were not finishing their hits. Guys were second to the puck, not even really attempting to get to the puck first and give themselves a shot at winning the battle. And if they got into a battle, they would lose it. There was no puck support. We got our first shot fucking eight minutes of the goddamn game. Yeah. I first shot know, eight minutes in. I don't know what it is about this team and not wanting to play that style of game. And then afterwards acting surprised that they lost or like saying that making any sort of excuse. It's yeah. so hard to make an excuse after playing that style of game in the NHL playoffs. Like why even bother? Like you didn't, why even show up? Like, what did you think was going to happen? You can't expect to win games, games, let alone the hardest trophy to win in professional sports by playing like that. Like it's ridiculous to think that your time, like it's not even worth your time. It's not even worth your time. Uh, is it worth our time? Is what I'm starting to wonder too. Cause like, no, it's not worth our time, but it's even crazier that it's not worth their time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, just, I mean, I the only way I can understand if they played that way is if like the coaching staff gave them a bunch of like long division problems to do in their head right before they put them on the ice or something. Oh, well, they just yeah, seemed completely sure. distracted. Like they had something else on their mind. Yeah, how many times? Was. How many times have we said that? And maybe, you know, it's pretty crazy. Like the whole thing with the fans in the building, like it's a real shame that other um, places have fans in their building and the Canadian teams. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it is because I'm sure they spent the entire weekend watching those games and you haven't watched any of the games and they've been crazy. They've been Mm, so intense and the fans make, I mean, it's an element. So I'm sure they were watching those games and they get out there and it's just like the same old sort of like COVID style of playoffs, COVID style. I mean, there's no, I'm just saying that's to me, that could be a factor in it, but it's certainly not an excuse because it's been like that the entire season. And that was one of the worst games they played all year. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for them to have lost to a depleted lineup. You know, like there were two of their game time decisions weren't even dressing like, 
How yeah. many more? How many more points do our fucking? I mean, obviously, also the refs are just not going to call anything. It was like just like all, all kind. Of, I mean, like whatever. I mean, I, I've already given up on the refs calling the power play. But like maybe we just like can't. Maybe maybe the Oilers' style of play is just poorly suited to the playoffs. They need they need skill. They need power plays. They need time and space. And they're well, to not get to get power plays. You have to play. The other team's not just mm. gonna like. That's true. We didn't really give earn you that power money. plays. Yeah. No, you have yeah. to earn power plays by playing a breed of hockey that gives you power plays that forces the other team to take penalties. You have to get in their kitchen and the Oilers didn't do that. And the power play that they did get, they looked terrible on. They just looked, you know, awful. They looked absolutely awful. They looked exactly like the team that lost to the Hawks last year. And like you said, the jet, the jets had their two most potent offensive weapons or two of their most out of the game you're not going to get that many chances like you that's a it was a totally squandered opportunity tonight they just blew it watch it was so painful to watch too and right off right off the face off right off the bat you could tell Mm. yeah like when they showed that stat on the screen that was like the the oilers haven't got a shot and it was like eight minutes in i haven't seen that stat very many times this year on television you know when they put that up on the screen and it was very ominous and they continued to play like that the entire game the whole game the whole game had an ominous just like it was a torpor it was just you know i was like sitting there like i was i was thinking i was thinking how foolish i was earlier in the day to be like excited for the playoffs no you weren't foolish you weren't foolish but it was like dread it was just like painful it was a painful game to watch oh yeah it was terrible and then it's so funny too, like the way the first period ended where, I mean, that was, that's the closest I've ever seen Connie to actually dropping his mitts was at the end of the first period. Like I kind of thought Connie was going to go with who, uh, Pionk was that Pionk he was twirling around yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. So to have the first period end like that, and I imagine they all went into the locker room and they were like, you know, you're, you get high off that kind of stuff. And then to come out and it's just like, and the second period, the Jets came out and were just like running the show. Like the Jets went into the locker room and that fired them up. And then they came out and they still had it. And the Oilers, yeah, I don't know. It has a real problem. And that, that Darnell Nurse quote uh, a couple of weeks ago that said how Mike Smith really forced, it was something about getting them to play at an extremely high competitive level. And for that to be something that you have to have somebody on the team, the goalie of all guys, to get you there, I mean, that's that's a quote that didn't inspire a lot of confidence to me. It was like the guys on the team, the guys that are playing that aren't the goalies have a real problem manufacturing that intensity. I don't know what's going to happen. That's why I said last episode, it's it's it was crazy to imagine in your head the Oilers playing that sort of game that I've seen from the other games in the playoffs. And I expected them to play that game, Mm. but then sadly, as they always do seemingly for the past five postseason games, they just like can't, which is bizarre. I've never seen it. I've never seen a hockey team play so many playoff games or postseason games where they're just like, it's like you're not watching a postseason game. It's like you're watching a bad regular season game. Yeah. It's just zero intensity. You're watching so, like I'm shaving so my strange. fucking playoff beard. I'm starting over again. I'm so pissed off because it's so itchy. 
and it's coming in weird. So like, ah, I'm gonna shave. I'm gonna pretend like the playoffs start in game two here, because like game one, I'm just so fucking annoyed right now. I'm just fully yeah. annoyed. It's pretty stunning. Like there's, it's it's a thing. It's definitely something that. I don't know, maybe when a series ends and that's what you brought to a series, sort of the end of the series tricks you into thinking you've addressed the problem that lost you the series where you're just like, oh, it's over. Like, And then you can look back on it and be like, boy, we sure weren't intense enough, but that'll never happen again. And it's an easy thing to say that you'll fix. But unless you attempt to fix that or take um, action to make sure it doesn't happen again, I don't know if you fix it. And like, there was moments like when Archibald leveled DeMello, it's like, where was that from everybody else? Like guys just weren't even finishing their hits. Like they weren't finishing their hits. Like you it's lay, the play, you it's the the player mostly. Is, is it mostly, would you lay the blame mostly at the forwards on the, at the forwards in front of them? Cause like, it seems to me like besides Archibald, I mean, there besides was, a couple of other forward players, like yeah, that's where no the problem forecheck. was. Zero forecheck. No jam, no intensity, no like, puck support i guess so but you know what the defense too like the defense every time there's a scrum around mike smith like you have to there's so much gamesmanship in the playoffs right it's a series right so anytime you have an opportunity to give a guy a shot you do that you can't be the reactive element in this thing right you have to be dictating you have to be um you yeah. know, letting the opposition know you're there at all times and l- forcing them to be um, underneath your boot. Like you have to be grinding them constantly. You can't give them a moment to, to get up on you and think that they have the upper hand. Mm. And to not do that, I mean, you're not going to do that by like not doing it. It almost seems like that's the Oilers plan. Like that's what's kind of hardest to watch is they seem so resigned and almost confident in playing that shit brand of hockey that we saw tonight. Like, oh yeah, like we don't really need to do that. Like that's where's not really, will, where's their will that's to not dominate? Really the, that's not really the Oilers way. It's like if Sauron had acquired the ring of power, but he lacked a will to dominate. So he's just like, ah, you know, whatever. And then the Lord of the Rings never would have happened. It's like the will to dominate is a core aspect of Sauron's evil. And the Oilers... Yes will to dominate given the fucking ring of power they have a la the fucking best players in the fucking world yeah they should have a record they should have a commensurate will to dominate these games yeah i don't know know i don't know where the blame lays on it but it's it's like a thing like it's a problem and i don't know where like how it's addressed you well, remember, like in the, here's, here's a the, thought. Here's a thought. If we lose this series to Winnipeg, God forbid, knock on wood. Yeah. What are the chances Dave Tippett is retained as Oilers coach? To be honest, I don't think it's his problem. I don't. They played great all year. What was their record? Thirty-eight and sixteen. Thirty-eight and eighteen. They had an amazing season. It's not Dave Tippett's problem. Dave Tippett can't get out there and level guys in the corner. And the Oilers were playing like that all season. Like there's been so few games this season where afterwards. I was like, wow, they just didn't show up. There's been maybe one or two games and maybe they'll rectify it um, next game on Friday. But I think there's such a disparity between how, what you need to adjust to get to a really high level of competition in the regular season 
compared to the level you have to get, you know, to in the playoffs. So I don't know if the Oilers are capable of like getting it there. Cause I don't know. It almost feels like the jets um, were able to take the foot, take their foot off the gas to some extent and um, have that work for them. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they were able to just like treat the Oilers like garbage and just like not even really engage with them at all. Cause they knew the Oilers wouldn't engage. So why bother engaging them? Which the is so work, the stick work was pretty real. Don't you think? Meh. I, I mean, like on both, on both sides to a certain extent, although Edmonton didn't really answer, like it was, it was like a rough and like, there was a lot of cross checking. A you lot think of slashing. so? Yeah. A little, lot more than normal. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. like, we lost Why? because of like, like a Yamo lack of penalties. Because the Yamo thing got, was like, pretty brutal. No, I mean early on, like you, you, noticed, you, noticed, like... you noticed there was more toughness in Winnipeg's no. game than they had in the regular season, don't you think? Don't you think Winnipeg nope. was playing more playoff hockey than Edmonton was? Oh, more than Edmonton was, but yeah. I wouldn't say that they were playing more a tougher game than I've seen them play in the regular season by by any stretch. They look like it looked by every. <laughs> by every possible uh, parameter, a regular season game to me. Winnipeg didn't look like they st- stepped it up because they looked like they didn't feel the need to. And Edmonton just can't get it up to, uh, to that level, to playoff intensity. So, yeah, I don't know. Archibald looked good. I thought Archibald, uh, Yamo, I thought Kulikov looked pretty great. He threw some big hits. Cassian was just nowhere to be found again. So he's checked out. He's not going to bring it. And like, they they can't dress Cassian. They got to stop dressing Cassian. Like, I like the dream that like somehow he's going to make it be a difference maker. When was the last fucking time that guy made a difference in a game? Like, give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah. It's been like a calendar year at least. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, you know, if like someone's like, Oh, they're, they're really good at working the Barbie. But like, you know, you keep on being like, hey, man, like, you want to work the Barbie? Want to work the Barbie? And they're just like, eh, no, I'll just have some potato salad. If like that goes on long enough, like you lose that reputation. Your reputation is based on recent results. Yes, I completely agree, man. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I don't know. And it's so crazy, too, because that's a guy who's like, like, what are you waiting for? You, this is your this is like your livelihood. Your career. Are you done? Are you telling us? I think he is. I, I think I think he I think he feels like he's done. He signed the, the only big contract he's ever going to sign. I guess so. Well, and then now he's, should, he's like, just going to like become a HA or something in his retirement. Who knows? I have no idea what's going on with this. Thing. Yeah. Well, then he should retire. Then next year he should because like I'd rather see fucking Gaetan Haas in the lineup over him. Like because at least Gaetan Haas has some try. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. I think Gaetan Haas actually is a guy <sighs> who could uh, bring something to the team. He's, he's like, uh, he's nasty. He's a little bit shifty and he's a little bit nasty. And I think he would, he would, uh, you know, he'd play well. It's just, yeah, he's a battler. Yeah. He's a battler, which is, we just have none of it. And that's five postseason games in a row that I've seen this team just completely deflate. So (laughs) I don't know. I mean, if they do it again on Friday, that's the reputation of the Edmonton Oilers. You can erase everything else. You can erase Connie's season because um, there's something that he he and this team don't have, and that's playoff finish. 
You think you Which think is, Connie? You said Connie and Dry were invisible tonight for most of the game. I thought they were. Yeah, yeah, by their own standard, for sure. Yeah. Well, by which is yeah. the only standard they should be measured by, um, right? Like, what's the deal there? Like, do you think like they're in their own heads, or the coaches are trying to get them to play a certain system, or if they're they like, over scouted so. the other team? I'm, Did like someone slip some Xanax into the water bottles? Like, what's going on? Like, what do you think is the most likely explanation? Other than I'm not sure. They just they just don't have it. Therefore, they will probably never have it. One, you know, unless they learn to somehow fucking have it. But learning to have it is like not something that athletes. You know what? All I can say, and I'm sure like it's going to sound ridiculous, and I hate saying it, but it's that I just don't know what kind of a leader Connie is. And I personally think that that is very important in the playoffs. You need to have a guy who's a leader. You need to have a guy who has leadership qualities. And it's the only thing I don't know about Connie. And I think leadership is important in the playoffs. And from when I watch a game like that, the first thing that I think of is who's the, who's the head of this, who's in charge and why aren't they manufacturing intensity? Like why aren't they instilling in their team what needs to be there in order to win? Should you know what I mean? Should, should Leon Dreisaitl be named captain of uh, this team? Do you think? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if, I don't know. Like, I, mean, I don't like, know if he's that kind of guy either, but all I know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know who the guy is. Maybe it's Nuge for God's sakes. Like, I don't know, it's but it Nuge. might but it might not be Connie and Connie might be too much of another sort of thing to also be that thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, uh, are we going to criticize Connor McDavid for not being a no. great fucking captain? No, he's no. fucking gold. He's pure at, solid Chrome dildo. Solid. He's the best. And but you know what? You're right. There that's might what, be a little bit of a leadership void. And that's what I'm so. saying. And I realize, like, it sounds so ridiculous to say that, but it's I think it would be really tough to be wearing both those hats. And also, I mean, if if he is that guy, then the rest of the team is going to have to. I mean, the playoffs are no time for quiet leadership, I don't think. And I've heard. Like, I remember there was that uh, post game where Dry was talking about Nuge, and he said that Nuge was the quiet leader of this team. And, like, that also made me think, like, it kind of sent a shiver down my spine because, I mean, you're calling him two things. You're calling him quiet, and you're calling him a leader of this team. And in the playoffs, I think that's – I don't think that's the recipe for success. Personally, that's what I think. So I think there might be, and I don't know how you take the captaincy away from Connie. And I'm not even really no, suggesting probably, it's probably impossible to, right? And I'm not even really suggesting you do that. But I think if if there's something, if there's a uh, deficit there, then somebody else on the team or the team collectively, which would be even better, collectively has to like step up. Like, yeah, I don't know. After that game, like a, a players only meeting even doesn't seem um, out of the question to me. After this game and after how they exited the postseason last year. Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, all this being said, if they come out with a really strong effort in game two, you know, all will be forgiven to a certain extent. You know extent. what? But like, if they don't come out and get fired like five shots on net in the first four minutes, I'm I'm going to like walk away from the screen or something. Yeah. Like, this whole thing, it's like you don't wade your way into the, like, it's like summertime. You jump into the lake head first, okay? Right. And yes. you go directly from the truck where you've been blasting tunes and you got all your favorite snacks and friends assembled. And then, you know, you don't, you don't question it. You just jump into the lake in your shorts. Yes. 
Yeah. But like you don't you don't like grab the like floaty thing and then dip your toe in and be like, mm, I, I don't know no. about this. Like, because then you're never gonna get in that motherfucker, okay? No yeah. more feeling out shit. And one thing I'm glad we didn't do was talk about the shots. I did post on Twitter. I don't want to hear about the fucking shots. Fuck no. the shots. You mean it's how like, we had like more shots than they did? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, uh, Connor Hellebuck didn't have a great game. He had at most, what, five quality chances? At most. I think I'm being generous. You're being generous, yeah. I mean, we made him look like he had the fastest chest in the NHL is what the Oilers did. Like, he wasn't moving around a lot. We were firing pucks. The Oilers were firing pucks right at him. Like, he didn't he didn't make any huge stops that entire game, I don't no. think. No. And the, you know what? The goal that the Oilers got was extremely fortuitous. That was mm. a very lucky goal where the puck sort of disappeared for a minute and it landed right on Pugliarvi's stick. Um, that's how the Oilers got theirs. Yeah. So I don't really think yeah. the way we played, the way the Oilers played, I don't even think they deserved to have a goal on the board. That should have been a four nothing game. Well, they weren't, gen- they weren't generating quality chances. They weren't. No. They weren't playing their game. Like, no, they. I just. They were. They were. Maybe we're just not a good. Are we just not a good five on five team? Am I, have I just forgotten that we're not a good five on five team? Yeah. And we think of the games team? we played. Would the Oilers get penalties because they force the other team to take penalties. And you force the other team to take penalties by generating quality scoring chances. Mm. And you do that by getting into the gross areas and playing hard and playing with intensity. And the Oilers did none of that. They, they wanted to skip right to like the final thing where you get goals or something or win games. And yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was a really, really ugly, ugly hockey game. And I'm surprised it happened, yeah. but not surprised. I mean, if there was a way that the Oilers were going to lose, that's how they were going to lose is just by mm. not showing up. They just didn't show up, which yeah. is like, that's what they do. Right. And, and like, I lose. keep on fooling myself into thinking, Oh, you know, they've learned, they've learned. They talked about it. You know, we had a conversation in the past with like, you know, man, like uh, I feel really bad. We didn't show up that time. You know, it really left you hanging there. I feel really bad. Yeah. You know, we're going to show up. We're, we know what showing up is all about. Now we got to, we got to, email reminder it's in the calendar there's a push notification that'll come to our phone to remind us 15 minutes before we're going to show up this time and i'm still fucking sitting here with all this guacamole by myself you know in a bad mood feeling very silly for being in a bad mood texting people being like i'm in such a bad mood and they're all just like you're silly you're you're silly that's like universally the reaction and it's the you know what national one and we're you know what we're going to feel because right now, I mean, I don't even want to hear what they have to say about it. I'm not interested in what they have to say about it and how they're going to brush it off and how they're going to say it's a series. But you know what? Over the next 24 hours, I am going to hear what they said. And it's this is going to feel even worse and crappier tomorrow than it does right now. Because, you know, it'll be dissected. And let, I mean, let's face it, like, like the Oilers got absolutely blasted tonight. Like oh, so there's nothing, there's like nothing to feel good about. Embarrassing loss. I mean, the other team just played a solid defensive game, shut us down, scored on their like handful of chances. And well, just, you just em- look silly, yeah. you know? Yeah. Two empty nets and all that too. But like at no point did I think Edmonton was really in, in much of a threat to fucking score that time. No, what did I for, what did I text you? Like there was like eight minutes left or something. Yeah. And I was like, there's yeah. no way. They've checked out. And they had. And even the empty netters, like that, that didn't even look like 
like the way those um they weren't pressing for the for the no no (laughs) it was like they pulled their goalie and the jets immediately scored both times like like on a turnover coming up the ice yeah like a turnover that they got at like the uh the half boards you know yeah totally and just brought it up the ice and scored yeah yeah man it was pretty crazy so and it's really surprising because like the oilers have connor mcdavid like and it's so like we talk about this thing how there might be like maybe a leadership like an issue there and how he can't be two things but it's so crazy because usually those guys are both things you know what i mean like he sort of feels like one of the first guys that kind of isn't both things which is weird to me often Uh, those often those guys are yeah yeah I mean, he's the first of his kind. He's a, he's a yeah, singleton, he as they say. You know? Absolutely. He's like a species you know, of one. But you know what I mean? Like when you yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like Ovechkin is that guy. Messier was that guy. Oh, Crosby's God. that guy. Sort of. I mean, maybe that's a stretch. Maybe Crosby's not that guy. It's just it's so it's so stark when it comes to Connor McDavid in the way that the team performs and the way he performs and the way the team performs in the postseason is just. It's really hard to reconcile as a fan. It's painful, painful. So I hope, I don't know, it's a series. I still think the Oilers will win this series. I think there's a huge, I mean, like we talked about in previous episodes, there's such a difference between a seven-game series and a best-of-five series, yeah. you know? You, the Jets are going to have to do this four times. And, um, yeah, I don't know. If they managed to do it four times, it would be, it'd be quite a thing, but they sure had an easy time. Like now they have to do it three more times. We have to do it four times and they sure had a relatively simple time doing it tonight. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Real right. drag, man. Real drag. It's real drag. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to go for like a long walk and like think like uh, depressed thoughts as I gaze out on the, on the cold world around me. Um, just so many, so many questions, right? So many questions. Well, like I I was also killing time to get to the start of the playoffs. And now I have like two days to kill until the next game, but I kind of am half just living in dread of it now, you know, the next game is like Friday, right? Friday. Yeah. If they lose that game, all is lost. You should just call up, call up Robert Redford. It's all, I don't think so. The Oilers were down. I mean, in 1990, the Oilers were down 3-1 in the opening round series against the Jets. And they came back and won in seven games and went on to win the Stanley Cup. Like, it's a seven-game series. Losing game two also isn't the end of the world. It sure doesn't look good. And statistically, it doesn't bode well. But, I mean, you have to do it four times, right? It's a best of seven. So, well, yeah, I still think, I mean, it's it's not – I would not call this game a one-off because I've seen it happen too many times. It's, it's now like, it's a huge red flag. Um, yeah. And it needs like to be it. fixed. If they expect to win this series, it needs to be fixed either, you know, hopefully next game, but at some point to win this series, we're going to have to see the Oilers play a style of hockey that they haven't played in the, in any sort of postseason since 2016. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's a big red, red flag right now. It's like the size of a red flag that like the PRC is taking to like a stadium, Olympic Stadium for some sort of event, you know, and they have like hundreds upon hundreds of people holding the edges. And yes. It's, kind of, it's unfurled and flapping in the air. And everyone's like, man, look at that red flag. That is a huge red flag. Yes. Gorgeous. People are saying, people are saying they're taking pictures of the flag. 
pictures that won't do the flag justice when they're showing. Yeah. What's what's this picture of a flag? You're like, oh, you had oh, to you had to be there. As, yeah. It was huge. It was huge. It was simply enormous. Um, okay. Well, anything else uh, for the kids out there uh, in case they're super depressed and they're and they're leaning towards self harm? Well, one thing I do is uh, for every playoff game, I buy myself a bit of a fancy snack, a playoff snack, mm-hmm. something I usually wouldn't buy myself. Tonight, I bought myself uh, antipasto and Ritz crackers, and it was great. Delicious. And it gave me it gave me something to look forward to. So at this point, I'm immediately now looking forward to the fancy snack I'll buy myself on Friday, and I recommend you do the same because I'll if nothing else, do. if nothing else, you'll have a nice snack. I'm gonna finish reading. Dread Poetry and Freedom, Lytton Kwesi Johnson, and The Unfinished Revolution. And that's going to cheer me up. Okay. A little bit of a different approach. Yeah. (laughs) You'll be, uh, that's a good, I mean, that will also, I think that that will also be really positive. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like by Friday, you'll be so, you'll be raring to go on Friday. We had a celebrity guest walk through the background there. That's a sign to wrap it up though. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You, You better believe it. Okay. Hi, Priest. Thank you so much for getting on, Mike. Uh, let's uh, hook it up again real soon. Let me know how okay. the uh, fancy snacks go. And you know, send me some pictures of those fancy snacks so I can, I can snack vicariously. Yeah. It's actually you know what? Really, really nice thing to do. <laughs> I'd be glad to do that for you. It would be Thank my you. pleasure. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Much love. Bye. All right. See ya.